When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barros for Pompey. Round Kushak goes down. Penalty to Portsmouth and Old Trafford. Barros tripped by Thomas Kushak, who sent off Montari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores yes. for Pompey. They lead in Old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face of goal. This is Three Lads in the Pub. Welcome to Three Lads in the Pub, brand new episode. We are at the Rose in June tonight on this Tuesday after a great win on the weekend. We'll be going through that and of course that win last week against Barnsley as well. Right, let's go straight into it. Good evening, Jeff Harris. Good evening. Uh, we've learned a lot about you in the last couple of minutes off air, which we'll go through in a minute. <laughs> but how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Any, music, any music videos recently? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the context of that in a minute. We'll discuss later. That's it, called foreshadowing, everyone. That's great. Mr. Stilwell, how you doing? Oh, I'm brilliant. I'm it's been a great week and I've, not, I've got another great week lined up. Yeah? Yeah. Good stuff. We're going away on Saturday, get three points. Wembley on Sunday for the NFL. Sorry, as catch as you two call yeah. it. Oh, uh, I'm going to do a bit of scouting. See, you could, Pompey, have got a bit of an injury crisis now. So I'm, I'm going to see if Pompey should sign Falcons QB, Desmond Ridder, or any wide receivers because we've got winger problems. Can you wake me up when he starts talking about um, throwing Catch. and <laughs> catching balls? Uh, but yeah, good to see you, mate. What have you gone for beer-wise? I've gone for an inches. Yeah, I believe Jeff's gone for the same. Inches, yeah. Uh, I have been lo- uh, bought a lovely pint of Madri by our very own Aaron. Cheers, Aaron. Up the Aaron. Uh, and Brendan's here as well. He's also got inches. And it, what have you got, Aaron? Madri, yes, yeah, see? Madri and inches. Right, okay, let's get straight into it. Uh, thanks to the Rose and June, by the way, for letting us uh, be here this, uh, this evening. It is too quiet, though, so we've asked the boys in the background to start, start a little fight or something at some point, just so we get the rumble and tumble of a pub. But no, we're not going to do that. Right, okay, Barnsley. Um, I can't remember what our predictions were. 
going into it. What are you doing? I don't want no win on, baby, because I told you we were going to fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a night. <laughs> Ryan's happy. Um, I think we all said win, didn't we? But Yeah, I think I went 2-1. Yeah. Uh, none of us saw that coming. Did, let's be honest. Did we? St- oh, wait, you, you, you say you, you saw it coming, Ryan. Come on. Oh, two goals in the eighth minute. I didn't see it. I thought, I genuinely thought we were going to win for reasons I've laid out previously. But two goals in the same minute, eight minutes in. We were still recovering from, you know, taking the lead eight minutes in away from home at a contender just to then Bishop flicks the ball over. Paddy Lane has got like actual seconds to think about what he's going to do. And we're all just thinking, surely not. We've only just scored, surely not. Oh, and what a finish. What a finish. We're 2-0 off in eight minutes. Pom- Pompey done to Barnsley what Barnsley done to us last season. Yes, and it felt good to get revenge. It did. Honestly, I, I, I watched it on iFollow, but the limbs in that away end must have been absolutely <sighs> Unbelievable. Again, we were still recovering from the first, and then it's we didn't know what to do for the second one. We, it, was le- it was less limbs and more just jumping about, like, trying to figure out how. No one scores two goals in the same minute. Oh, it was, it was fantastic stuff up there. And then o- Ogilvy heads in the third 16 minutes in. And you think, <laughs> what what is going on here? We've, we've had such a blessed four days on the road. The, the 95th minute equaliser at Derby. 3-0 up, 16 minutes in on a Tuesday night at Barnsley. Oh, it was, it was brilliant. We won't talk about the rest. I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say we, uh, we foretold... The uh, the way it, it panned out, but we did say oh. both of us said I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we we kind of morphed into a four three three, and that's what we at, at times we were four three three, and then we were four two three one. And what did I say when you were discussing that? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And yeah, I was yeah. right as well. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know what I mean. So we we, we talked about the spoice, uh, spoices. Spoices? What was it? We were feeling spicy. <laughs> the oh, the spaces in between the full bats. Um, and and if we can get out, um, we knew that space was there, and it was it's like your Michael Doyle impression. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll to be sure. <laughs> oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> Go on, mate, carry on. I know your fucking name. <laughs> oh, that was more. That was more scouse. I think wasn't it? Uh, they do don't, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as good as Ryan, though. Right, no. Why does he get to do a fucking UK <laughs> tour, and I get shit? <laughs> <laughs> UK tour. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about exploiting the spaces in, in, in behind the fullbacks, and it, it was great that Pompey were going narrow at times and playing that four-three-three. And then when when we didn't have the ball, we were kind of breaking out into a four-two-three-one and getting wide and and filling that midfield midfield against their five, and it worked to treat. I mean, second half bit dicey towards the end, and we knew Barnsley would come out in the second half and and go all guns play. They had nothing to lose. So they had to throw everything on the line. Now they they would have expended a lot of energy, but that last ten minutes it, it was fifty p twenty p time, and 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 we and luckily we we held on for the win. Yeah, I think the second half we timed, and it's it's a lot of the time it is the timing of when you you close down, when you press the receiver of the football, and ideally you want to get there in the exact instant he receives the ball into his feet. Yeah, you go get on his touch. Yeah, and we were doing that fantastically in the first half, but the second half was when we started to arrive maybe half a yard shy and then a yard shy. That's how the first goal comes about because we're pressing the ball on the right 
and in two separate instances, we arrive to a pass half a yard shy. That allows Barnsley to turn the ball around the corner and then we've got a chain of players chasing down balls that they were getting in the first half but no longer reaching in time in the second half and it just goes one to two to three to four right across the pitch and it's it's and clear as day one on one and we, we knew as soon as the ball made it from right to left it, it, they were going to get the first goal back in the game and it's a lesson we didn't really learn from we, we just got a bit too eager to close it down second half a bit too eager to carry on the good work of the first half and I think we we started to gauge that you know we were we were at longer distances in the second half and we still thought oh we can close this down in time but you're getting a little tired you're starting to close down from further away these timings go off and Barnsley just turned the corner the second goal is unfortunate Will Norris is one of these keepers who has quite a large mistake in him every game but he also has an unbelievable save in him every game more on that later and the final 20 minutes every single person that way and all six seven hundred of us whatever it was we, we were just like have you ever been to Essex have you ever been to a seaside town in Essex name name of <laughs> South End we're like oh it's fucking South End it's fucking South End <laughs> Twitter was full of that as well <laughs> it's fucking South End all over again <coughs> but the spectre of South End is gone it's finally been banished where one of these games doesn't turn out the way we worry it will be the players dug in really deep. The back line after the second goal went in were fantastic. And even though people may say, oh, it was, a, it was, we got lucky. We didn't get lucky in the end. We earned our way into going 3-0 up. You can't talk about the second half performance and, and almost finding a way to throw it all away without talking how magisterial we were in the first half so I won't have any talk of we were lucky we we earned everything we got and ultimately Barnsley scored two and we scored three and our goals were fully earned none of them were fluky they were us grabbing the game by the throat taking it to them there's no luck about it I, I think there's it, no luck about it I think in the first half Pompey were unplayable at times oh we were fantastic in the first 35 minutes they were just relentless I mean we could have had four or five in that first half yeah, I think when people say, oh, that should have been a goal, sometimes they're, they're stretching that definition a bit too far. But some of the chances in the first 10 minutes, that one about, what, 90 seconds in, when the ball goes from one side of the box to the other and it goes through Bishop and Robertson, yeah. and that should have been a goal. And then there was another chance, I think, when we were 2-0 up, but, um, that should have gone in. I'll need to go back and watch that one again. But I knew there was a second one um, that I was thinking, that has to be a goal. And then... Credit to the Barnsley keeper at the start of the second half. Uh, second half, he makes an was it unbelievable the, the build save. up to the Ogilvy one where Robertson had it down by the yes, that's right. The, and and it that eventually forces, went out. It forces the corner that corner, gets yeah. cleared that Morel sends back in. Yeah, you're right. It's that one. And then the Barnsley keeper makes a brilliant save to stop uh, to stop the fourth going in at the start of the second half. So we were we were on it for about 50 minutes, and then it just started to get away from us. But crucially, in those instances. We get out of there with the three points. We find a way to not be that team who who finds a way to give it all away. And I'm I'm going to chalk that up to this team's resilience that we've that we've discussed previously, and we'll discuss again later because that resilience was needed again on Saturday. But what a night! What a night in Barnsley, especially amid the backdrop of having just left Derby with the way we got a point out of that game. 
and has said we found the best possible way to not win at Derby but go into Barnsley feeling unbelievable about ourselves and the players the players took that to 11 at Barnsley 3-0 up in 16 minutes they earned every bit of it and it, it's a colossal three points because we historically suck in those type of games away from home at contenders and we just collected four points from six in three days it was a brilliant few days really was and good. I didn't go to sleep <laughs> yeah how was the um, how was the journey home so once I dropped everyone off I got back at 20 to 4 wow but at that point I still need to get my daughter's car seat back into the car make up a bag for nursery and I get can't up can't you do it yourself uh, not yet <laughs> and I normally get up at 6 with her on a Wednesday oh, so God. really I've only got two hours between like you know finishing do- doing what I need to do but her it was worth up. it <laughs> Oh, it was worth it. So I just thought, <laughs> fuck it, we're not going to bed. We'll shower coffee, we'll get on and we'll we'll go to sleep after we've done a day's work. I slept well that night. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was so worth it. It's so worth it for That's those moments we think there's a chance of this team. Indeed. Um, I mean, 3 nil up at half-time, Jeff. They made three subs from uh, at half-time. You kind of knew Barnsley were going to go, you know, we're going to change something, and they did. And we did well to adapt to that, didn't we, as well? I think so. I know we can see the two goals from that, but... Like I said just a minute ago, we knew they were going to come out and throw the kitchen sink at us. So it was about how resilient we're going to be, how our game management was. Um, And I've said previously that we're very good at possession-based football, and and we've just been playing possession-based football the wrong way, I felt. When we when when we've been starting games, it's almost as though we're in the eighty fifth minute trying to see see the game out, and we're doing that in the fifth tenth minute against Barnsley. We went out and we dominated, and we and and we'll talk about the Lincoln game in a bit. But we went out, we played possession based football, but it had a lot more zip, a lot more zest, a bit more panache to our, to our play. But because we've been so panache. used so used to. Um, Talking ganache, um, Bacos back on tonight. Sorry, gone. That's <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, because we <laughs> have been so used to keeping the ball, that's what helped us out in those dying minutes. And we were resolute at the back and we were solid. Um, like I said, there were some nervy moments and they were in the ascendancy, but we saw the game out. And like Ryan said, we thoroughly deserved those three points. Yeah, I think... Messino is once again very honest in his post-match presser where... They're getting better, aren't they? They are getting better. He just came out and said, oh, I thought that second half was awful. And I was like, yeah, it kind of was. But it was he said it for the right reasons where, again, he spoke about getting the, getting the measurements and the timings wrong and closing down. And then crucially as well that we didn't do as much of the hard running in the second half, especially in the attacking three behind the forward. Because ideally at that point when Barnsley are coming on, you need those players to be helping out, particularly the wide men to be helping out their fullbacks. But from the 70, 70th minute onward, Jack Sparks was entirely alone. Two on one for a whole 20, 30 minutes of game time. Kamara wasn't doing the hard running to help him. Tino had one gritty challenge to win the ball back, but he didn't do much of the hard running, which meant that Barnsley were essentially taking four players out of the game already defensively. They were only facing the seven behind that so it was essentially 10 on 7 for the final 20-30 and Messino referenced that you know not doing enough of the hard running in the closing stages which is what made it more hairy but no no doubts that and obviously had a long time to think about it on the way home we earned that one we earned that one and 
it it once again set us up in such a great position to go into another game in short notice. Which should we um, should we segue into segue. that one? I mean, that was I thought we were going to be on Barnsley for a while, but I, I think we said everything we need to say. Really, it was a, it was a great win, three two win. If you missed it, by the way, uh, Pompey beating Barnsley last Tuesday. Then, like Ryan says, uh, short break and back into it. So Lincoln at home uh, managed to get to that one. Uh, uh, it wasn't a great start, <laughs> but what I liked uh, was that in the fan zone, or yeah, right. <laughs> that, that, that was alright actually. It was good. Were um, you not in the TARDIS? No. Oh, okay. No, I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> um, anyway, right. Yeah, so it wasn't a great start. Um, but, I mean, from what we've been saying the last few weeks, personally, on a personal note, no, I didn't put, I didn't drop my head. I said to my missus sat next to me, it's all right, they'll get back into it. A few groans around us. It was a freak goal, wasn't it? Let's be honest. And, and I think that's that summed up the majority of Fatten Park. They... Whilst they were cheering, the Pompey fans started we got louder. straight away. We got louder. And we got louder. And we've said it numerous times, when the when the, when the the Pompey fans are on their feet and this team are in the ascendancy, Fatten Park and this team are an unstoppable force. And that, that just galvanised, I think, the, the team's resolve. Paddy Lane, going into the game, was full of confidence after his goal at Barnsley. Um, and at no point did I think we're not in this game. At no point did I think that. I thought we will always have chances and it's how economical we are with those chances. And what the pleasing thing is, is is that other people are scoring. It's not just reliant on, on Colby up there to, to get the goals. Other people are now, now are now chipping in. And, okay, it was a bit of a, bit of a nervous ball from Sparks he got caught out Rico slipped the ball into to their player he scored but after that I mean Fat and Park just got louder and louder and louder and there was only one team in, in it for me that was going to win that game from there on in and, and you know Paddy Lane he's everything he touches at the moment you know it's, it, it's coming off for him I'm not saying they're the, they're the perfect um, displays but he's he's out there. He's got a manager who believes in him. He he loves it down here. He's come out in the press and said that he can't see himself anywhere else. I've and and when you've got a player like that and you've got a player who's clearly a confidence player and he took a hell of a battering when he was at at Fleetwood under Brown. He he it's taken him a while to get going. And I think for me, I think I said it several weeks back that I I, and I definitely said it last season. I didn't see him as a starter at that point. Now I see Paddy Lane as that right winger. I think he's, he has to start and in, in his current form. I don't know what happened in the three days between Derby and Barnsley, though. At Derby... Something's, and something's I, just clicked. I, I'm going to sound like a dick for saying this. I think... I did say on the podcast last week that I don't think we were brave enough at Derby. I don't think that when we received the ball in opportune areas, we we believed in our actions and we were we were convicted in our decisions. I think Lane was one of the main offenders at Derby and if he'd taken a bit more conviction with a, a chosen decision at Derby, we might have won that game. It might it might, it might sound like a, a, I'm singling him out, but to me, he was the main offender for Derby at not being brave enough. Dick. And then like minutes into Barnsley, he's skipping over two players. He's ga- sauntering down the right flank. He's charging into the box and then he's got the entire way and like watching him praying as he's one-on-one for what felt like half an hour (laughs) 
in the same minute to just stroke it into the top corner. And the reason why I was a bit gutted about Lane's lack of conviction at Derby is because I, I believe in the in the talent he has. It's not like I'm thinking, well, he's not going to do anything anyway with it. I, I believe that if Lane, his confidence matched his talent, we'd get results. And something happened in the three days between Derby and Barnsley because from kickoff at Barnsley, that boy wanted to influence. He believed in his actions. He believed he could take players on, get past players, score goals. For me, Barnsley was a toss-up for man of the match between Lane and Morel. And I'm actually going to say the same again for Lincoln at home. I thought of the three wide men, or of the three attacking players behind Bishop in the Lincoln game, Lane put the other two almost to shame with how much he was linking up play, getting involved in every phase of play. The goal itself, deflection, yeah, whatever, buy a lottery ticket is the saying. You know, you, yeah, if you don't shoot, you won't score. He is the reason we equalised. So it's good to see there's been a confidence in him this week because it matches the ability I believe he has. <coughs> and as a result, Lane is directly linked to us picking up four points in this week alone. And it's a great return for a, a young lad who who from what he says in the media uh, is enjoying his time here. And it, it was a fantastic way to respond early after going back, you know, going down so early. And we'll do the correction, shall we? It's no longer six times we've gone behind and six times we've come back. Oh, it's now seven. Come out. on. <laughs> we refuse <laughs> to give a shit. I only lost me madry then, Jeff. Do you, how's you, how's we you refuse <laughs> to lose. I wanted an in impression. In any given circumstance. I wanted an impression of Len Goodman there, not, you know, the banging on the table. Seven. Seven. Yes. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I when they this... write the book on this season and they release it in a few years and we go down for the unveiling, they say, Salute, Jeff. Have you come to take a look at this book? And like, Yes, I have. Chapters one or two in that book, regardless of how the rest of the season plays out, because I'm not saying whether we'll be successful or not. Chapter one or two about this book will be Pompey in the early part of that season did stuff that teams might not do for an entire season. The the resilience we have to take adversity in any form, going one nil down, what was it, four minutes in, a home to Lincoln, going one nil down away at Derby in the 85th minute, going one nil down away at Forest Green in the League Cup in fucking Emmerdale. Like, no matter the scenario, Pompey do not care. We will come back because for the moment, for now, and long may it continue, we have a resilience that we have tapped into that other teams have not. Barnsley haven't done it. They've lost, what, three home games now? Also, Wigan haven't done it. They've lost two home games. Like, also oh, worth mentioning the unbeaten run we're on in the league as well. There seems to be 20, 21 now, is it? Something 20? like that. It's ridiculous. All the way through the club. All the way through the... And I'm talking the academy level all the way through to the first team. There seems to be this stitched into our DNA now that if we go a goal down, we'll find a way back in. We'll get one. We're confident we'll get two or maybe three. The academy have been doing it. The first team are now doing it. So whatever this coaching setup is now doing from the highest level all the way down to academy level. And I think it's about having having a philosophy and having a DNA. And and whatever Richard Hughes is doing at the top and whatever Massino is doing and whatever um, James Barlow is doing in the academy with Greg Miller, Michael Doyle, Rob Maynard at the under-7s and under-12s, whatever they are doing is working. But that philosophy is there from under-7s all the way up to the first team. And we haven't had that before. I don't. I think the Cowleys tried it, but it didn't pay off. We never had that under jacket. We had a first team philosophy. We were hard to beat. We were pragmatic, but that that wasn't in the academies. That wasn't in yeah, you know. But we couldn't wherever. come back though. No, we couldn't come we, back. We we could never. We we never had a plan B. Whereas now we're like, 
Well, we're so good at plan A, you don't need a plan B. Oh, look, can we throw some negatives in? Because we're, we're being way too positive here. <laughs> no, there are, well, there are, no, there are some negatives against the Lincoln game. Go on, upset oh, you, one, one like, clear as day negative is we go behind too often. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a bad thing to say. Seven times we've gone behind yeah, for a yeah, team yeah. that's top. That is actually... Shocking. That is actually Shocking. not ideal. Sat the the, the ideal <laughs> thing is we come back every time, but you don't want to consistently put yourself in that position. That is the actual issue that needs resolving, but or well, we're, we're resolving the issue by coming back. I should say that's the issue that needs preventing in the first place. But again, if we if we're constantly finding solutions in the meantime, it's you know it's not an urgent priority. But yeah, boy, like I did not even flinch when Lincoln went one 0 up. I no, like, I didn't either. We we've been to Pride Park and conceding the eighty sixth minute. You think going one 0 down in Do the know, fourth minute at home is going to fucking scare me? Do you know what You've I given could, us eighty six minutes to respond. We only needed four. All I could see and hear in my head was Pompey's Danny DeVita saying, "Just have <laughs> some belief in this team." Do you know what? I've I've actually been uh, I've I've been tagged multiple times since the Lincoln game. Didn't you um you share a snippet of what you said as well on yeah. Twitter? Yeah, believe. Come yeah. on. No, I know. Genuinely, I'm not. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> genuinely, all I could hear is you saying that, and, and I you are right. You are absolutely right. Don't write this team off. No, and look, they're, they're, they they're, haven't given us a reason to to think like that. They, they, they deserve are, our faith. There exactly. are more negatives. I think Sparks is a bit nervous with his play at left back. He's been playing left wing. Um, and then he's been asked to play left back. I don't get the clamour to say never play him there again. I I, I just well, he don't... set up the winner. Uh, yeah, I, like I, that ball to know. that ball to Paul. The, it completely sold you know, the keeper. Look, you you you've got you've got to accept that he is going to make mistakes. If he ha- if he hasn't been playing in his natural position of left back or left wing back, and he's been playing further up, he is going to make the odd mistake. But he made up for the mistake by whipping in that ball for for Regan Paul. The other, the other negative, I'll say, I think Kamara started brightly and then he just faded. You know, he wasn't coming back and helping Sparks out, a bit like uh, up at Barnsley. He, sometimes he was playing too narrow. And then all of a sudden, he's going one-on-one with, with their right back and he was taking on the world. And he thought, that's what we need you to do. Get wide, get wide, draw that full back out, create the space in the middle, let Sparks whip the ball in like we did for the winner. And... And, but look, it's a learning phase. Now, they're very minor negatives, isn't it? And we don't know what the game plan was. The, he may be told, a bit like at Barnsley, played narrow when, we, when we're, we're going and play a four, kind of a 4-3-3 three, three, rather than a 4-2-3-1. But for me, I like my wingers to get wide. I, like, I do like him to mix it up. And I just think Kamara, he, although he's left footy, he plays on the right or plays as, as, as the 10. So... He's, he's admitted himself that playing on the left is a bit alien to him. Um, so he's learning that position. But if, if whenever I'm coaching, I always tell my wingers, well, if you're not too confident, stay wide. You've got more space out there. If the fullback's not going to come over and track, track and close you down out there, you're going to get opportunities. Stay wide, you'll get the ball, affect the game from that wide position. And then when the fullback starts coming out to those positions, start going narrow and mix it up. You know, so... So that they're the minor negatives for me, um, but look, you know it's been a great, great seven, eight days of football. Oh, it has been. I've, I've loved it. I've never once doubted this team, especially on the on the two trips to Derby and Barnsley. I was surprised we didn't actually um, stay up north. And I understand that footballers have families, and I've advocated this several times. But I thought the reason we 
put Barnsley right after Derby was yeah, for did. the purpose of staying up north. But fuck it, they got through anyway. Well done, lads. So, yeah, again, they don't care. They don't care what adversity they go through right now. So we'll fucking get something anyway. So, it's, you know, what are you going to do about it? It's brilliant. Uh, the I, I think the only other thing I'd raise uh, as a point of balance in this overwhelming wave of optimism is I think some subs need to be made about 10 minutes earlier than they are. Yeah. It, back to back, Barnsley and Lincoln... Robertson was on the pitch about 15 minutes, 10 minutes longer than he should I, I have been. I think he should have come off when he got that yellow. That yes. needless, another because needless yellow card. Another. And all of his yellows are needless. Like, there's not been a one where he's hacked a player down. It's, it's like, you know, appealing to the referee, yellow at Derby or this one. It, it And you can... T- I think it's, yeah, it's four now. I think for me, he's on the verge of not getting a start. Yeah, and you you wouldn't want that. <laughs> and that's not there's, a player, being... there's a player who can influence games in Robertson, and we enjoy Absolutely. him on the ball. So you want to stay away from that kind of thing. But I've also seen that when Robertson gets tired, it's more noticeable. Because he's a bit more mercurial on the football, it's easier to notice when he's not operating at that level. And it's easier to tell when he gets, t- it gets tired and stops influencing the game at one end. And the other. So if if he's on the ball and he's operating at his best, play will go through him. But the moment he starts to tire, play will stop at him because he'll turn the ball over. Barnsley and Lincoln, there was a 10-minute period where that had flipped. I was like, ah, oh, he's, you know, I think this game's over. And he was staying on and play was stopping at him a couple of times more and attacks were being wasted as a result. This is not a negative of Robertson. It's like, I do like him. I'm just. This is why substitutions exist to take tired players off. This is not a criticism. This is a fact of football. So I think subs in those attacking three need to be made a bit earlier. So it stops. It stops the momentum swinging to the other side because attacks were starting to stop dead at those three players' feet. But again, we're getting through these games. We're winning anyway, and these players are still putting in great first-half performances to get us into a position to get something or everything out of these games. So ultimately, it's still a minor thing in what has been just a colossal few weeks for us. Uh, I remember at the end of August saying, this September is going to be good. Like, stay with this team. I know we, I know the Cheltenham, Cheltenham result is slightly embarrassing in context. They haven't scored a goal yet. People may point to their 3-1 defeat to Bristol Rovers in the EFL Trophy. That was actually Bristol Rovers' own goal. Cheltenham have not actually kicked the ball into the net in, I think, 11 games. The only t- the only team they haven't lost to is us. There is, there is a slight embarrassment to that result until they either score or not lose. And I know that was then doubled up with the, the 0-0 draw at Stevenage. But even after that, I, I said September will be good. Give this team a chance. We will get stuff. And we've got nearly everything from September so far. And I think going into Wigan, I, I see something there again. There are points on offer this Saturday. And this team, regardless of what points they tire or regardless of what make mistakes they make in the second half, they're doing enough in the first place to earn the results over the 90 minutes. And that's what matters. And they deserve them, Messino, the staff, everyone in the, the doldrums doing the analytical work. They all deserve the credit for a great start to the season. Yeah, definitely. And Should we it- segue into Wigan? Well, you know, I was just going to say... I'm personally driving to Wigan. Segway seems a bit too long. So, yeah. <laughs> so, they've already they've already referenced in, in the press that they've already looked at January targets. So, if, we, if we're waxing Liverpool now already, and if you look at the predictions of, of the early League One predictions, I think Pompey were anywhere between 6th to ninth. And you look at yesterday's prediction where they've been updated, we're now, we're now going to be League champions. Now... 
it was interesting, like like I said, that Pompey have said they've identified their January targets. So it, it's kind of now a guessing game. Where do they think we need to strengthen? I personally think we need another left back. I don't, I'm not saying that that Sparks is bad. I think Sparks is more of a left wing back than a left back. So I, so it's either you convert Riley Towler to play as a as an auxiliary left back in the absence of Ogilvy. Um but we still need two wingers. I feel. I still think we need an out-and-out left winger or someone who is used to playing on the left. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're right-footed, but someone who can operate on that left wing can go past the full-back, can get to the byline. Brendan has shown me a picture <laughs> of Curtis. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, 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 and I know we've debated this several times, but if, if Scully is out until December, I, I, I just have concerns that Scully isn't really going to, even after December, I don't think he's going to be operating. Does this change, since our last conversation, now we've learned the, the fate of Sully. That's I've always said Sully, I Sully, what a top boy. Um, does that now change our opinion on potentially bringing Curtis back? I've always said I'd have Curtis back. But I still but think there's like a role Ryan for Curtis said, in this team. But Ryan, Ryan's argument was that who, do, who someone has to be sacrificed for him. But now, does that do? You, is that your opinion still the same, or does that change now? We know what's going on with Scully. I think the general concept of squad depth now predicates someone might need to fill in. This is on the basis of how long is Scully out for? Because Curtis himself still isn't fit yet. Uh, he may be doing gym work, and He's back he on may the be grass, very dedicated to his gym to work see. and grass work. But obviously, there's still a long way between grass and competitive football. 90 minutes so the, the the two questions are when is Scully fit again and when is Curtis fit again because if they come into match fitness around the same time with, with the greatest respect in the world because I, I almost put forth an argument to having Curtis back is it necessary we would need Scully to be out multiple months longer than Curtis is I, I or multiple think, months I just away. think they're already looking at winger positions I think they've identified that that the wingers Aren't at the moment. I don't believe the wingers are living up to the expectation that they thought they would do. We've done great. We we have done great, and like we said, Lane's come into a great uh, vein of form. I just, if you take Lane out, and your Gavin White's got lots of experience, but again, he hasn't played a lot of football last season, or it's been ifs and starts. You saw it when he came on against Lincoln. There was a couple of opportunities that the ball was rolled into him, and he and he could have easily taken a touch and put that, you know, hopefully in, into the into the the bottom corner. There was an opportunity there. I know. There was an overlap <laughs> happening, and he he messed that up, and you just like. Come I, on. I go back to being brave, Jeff. I know that one chance you're on about where he had the perfect chance. Yeah, for and, he and he bowled it. it. Yeah. He bowled it. I can believe it. Just be brave. Yeah, be brave. Like I, well, I'd rather you believe in your action and get it wrong than do nothing out of fear. Yeah, and and he done neither. He was, and then yeah. and then there was an opportunity when he was on the left wing. The ball was rolled through to him. Everyone could see. Everyone could see. Lane was free on the right hand side. Morel was in the middle of the park. He's looked up. Lane is one on one with the full the fullback's about thirty meters away from him. And he just just switched the ball, he's in. Switched the ball he's in. And Morel went, No, you 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 know I'm gonna switch the ball out there, so I'm gonna pass it to the left wing. And White just was like, Oh fuck, what's this at my feet? And it just <laughs> it, 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 bypassed yeah, him, yeah. They bypassed like, him. And can you, you know, look like, at the ball. <laughs> you know, 
okay, was yeah. what, was that a no look pass that Morel's done and totally fooled you as There's well? There's a man who needs to start operating on the same instinct, and this is where uh, I singled <coughs> out Lane for in particular for the Derby game. But over the course of the season, it's Lane and White and Scully who seem to have lacked this conviction in being on the ball and believing in their actions. Lane apparently has solved this issue with a colossal week, his single best week of Pompey. But certainly, White and Scully, whenever Scully returns, need to need to start operating with more conviction. They need to be pulling up the new forest. because we are we are getting yeah we, we are getting into these positions where they are one on one or in shooting positions. And they're not taking them. And Here's a hypothetical one. Ronan, a fully fit Ronan Curtis is in that position with White. Do you think the same oh, position? He's shooting. he's shooting all he's day shooting. long. He's opening his body up and he's going for the top top bins. He, not he, a doubt he, of he, it. He's not like going, oh, yeah, I'm going to roll this out. I'm going to roll this out for Sparks to run onto. He's like, I'm on the edge of the box. I'm taking a touch. I'm not even taking a touch. I'm unleashing full force. He's probably this. rolling across his body and he's, he's going first time with it. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. Now, I, I said it I said it a couple of weeks ago. When the groans come out at Fratton Park, we see players hiding. But we need to let the players, need to let the players to make these mistakes. Because then they'll go, do you know what? I'll try again. And that goes back to when Lincoln scored, we started singing, we started getting louder. And that's what we do. Yeah, okay, we are going to groan. You will get, you will get groans. But as long as we back that up with, with you know, encouragement and everything else, it, it allow the player, allow the player to make a mistake, but then allow the player to go. Do you know what? I've got this, and I can do that again. But for me, against Lincoln, White made that mistake, and then he just went, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try anything fancy. I'm, I'm just going to play safe." The thing with football. White though is he got a taste of what that's like on the opening day. I remember there was a corner that was that was punched out to the edge of the box, and he's absolutely lashed the effort back in. Keepers had to rip, like slam it over the bar, and the whole of Fratton Park was like, "That goal's getting closer." And it's moments like that where players believe in their ability to change games with a single touch it's that keeps people there. going up. So, I, yeah, of course, we're not saying White's bad or anything. It's the same with Lane pre Barnsley, and it's the same with Scully anything believe in you believe in your actions that you you didn't fluke your way to being a pro footballer you didn't you didn't like win the lottery to make it as a pro footballer your, your hard work and commitment to your craft got you here as a pro footballer believe in your own talent which does exist Play, playing on the wing is playing yeah. on the wing is one of the hardest positions because you have to come in and you have to operate at the highest level you can straight away because your creativity to your team will come through your wing play. You're not a winger just to, oh yeah, play a uh, one-two with the fullback or play a one-two with the central midfield player. You're out there to create. You're out there to take the defenders on, the fullbacks on. You're out there to attack the space behind the defence and pull that defence out wide. Move the centre-half over to the, to the wing position where centre-halves don't like playing to allow the centre-forward to have the space in the middle. And when, you, when you've got wingers who aren't full of confidence and you've got wingers operating at suboptimum kind of 50-70%, they may have the odd spark like Kamara, that, that first ball in. When he took on his one-on-ones, I thought he'd done really well. But then he disappeared. And, and then, you know, it, it's, a, it's a relentless position. You have to be one of the fittest in the team because you're up and down, you're helping your full-backs out. And when you don't help your full-backs out, invariably it leads to a goal. And and equally, when you're 
you know, you've got to be as good going backwards as what you are going forwards. So it's a thankless, thankless position. Um, and, and you, you know, you've got to have a bit about you. But when you're not operating with confidence, when you're not operating with a bit of zest in, in, in your play, it's noticeable for everyone to see. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a team-wide thing, uh, both as a collective and as individuals. You can see when players have that instinctive flow and that instinctive urge to take things on and, and play with it. On kind of the same thematic principle, uh, before we do actually get into Wigan, we've discussed how Lane has has had a colossal week after being slightly sheepish at Derby. Another player who we talked about when we were last here in this pub, we discussed the Joe Morrell conundrum. Good player. Good player. We all want to see him starting. But reliability issues on how often he can start. And we said, just be careful, Joe. Just be careful of these silly bookings, these silly red cards, because they take you away from games in which you're needed. Not only needed, but we want you on the pitch to change games. We want you to influence these games because you're a good player. And fuck me, what a week he's had. I genuinely, both Barnes and Lincoln, again, I would have had him and Lane in a direct shootout for man of the match. I thought Morrell was colossal Tuesday. Few he was one of the down. few players who made it all the way to 98 or whatever it was, Barnsley, still getting tackles in, still making sensible passes to get the ball out of danger. And then Lincoln on Saturdays, where well, I thought his link-up was brilliant, winning the ball. Probably Morrell's best week at Pompey and coming off what was slightly un- slightly harsh suspension, but also slightly silly suspension. Who was your man of the match on Saturday? This would be interesting. Paul. I think Morel, I, I I still think central midfield is the most important position on the pitch because it's the only position on the pitch where theoretically the every room. single the part of... The yeah, it's the only... Theoretically, it's the only part on the pitch where all phases of play go through. And I think, I think Morel was just linking up everything and involved in everything. And the confidence uh, he had... Certainly on Tuesday, when that ball comes out of the box and he takes one touch to drive it down the sideline, whip it in uh, for Ogilvy to head in, that's beautiful. And then Saturday, just like Lane, involved in everything, linking up, working hard. I'm going to go with Morel. And this is exactly why I'm saying, Morel, keep away from the yellows because when you're just playing football and you're playing football sensibly, look at the influence you have Mm. in in two totally different games. Away at Barnsley, home at Lincoln, those two games are not alike at all. But he played brilliantly in both. That's what we want to see. Wigan. Oh, uh, one more honourable mention. Okay. Will Norris. Because earlier I said he's got a mistake in him every game, but he's also got an amazing save in him every game. That save against Exeter saved two points for us, and he made it four on Saturday because that save at the end when everyone in the box fell to sleep, he just stuck that big paw of his out in stoppage time to preserve two massive points for us. Weirdly went unmentioned. But I didn't see a lot of people talking about that save after the game. It is a point... It's another point-blank save in stoppage time to preserve two points like Exeter. And that save went everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that save was objectively better uh, because he had more to do with that save. This one's a little bit closer to him. More of those arguably expect to save it. But he still has to save it in stoppage time. Magnificent moment for him. And saves two points for us. Keeps everyone going home happy. Uh, so honourable mention to him as well after what was 
a pretty grisly mistake at Barnsley. Makes up with it with a huge, huge save on Saturday. Make up, and this thematic of Pompey, they make mistakes, they come back as a collective and as individuals. There you go. Um, can you see my argument for Regan Paul being man of the match? Because I thought he was class on Saturday. I can see... Uh, player of the season. I can see him walking to player of the season. Absolutely. Walking. What a player. Unbelievable. He, he just loves defending, doesn't he? He's just unbelievable. He, yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, the guy just oozes confidence at the back. And he, can he, I just he, remind you all that he was a fucking free transfer? Not a penny. Uh, it just goes to show, doesn't it? I know, look, he's only how many games in? Nine games? Something like that. Right? And everyone goes, oh, let me see I'm going to finish it. It's a free transfer, and people moan that free transfers, oh, they're going to be shit, they're free for a reason. No, they're clearly not. There, there are some gems out there, and we've got a bloody good player there. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, yeah, outstanding. Anyway, yeah. Wigan. I think Shockness gets, doesn't get enough credit. Oh, I, I agree with that. I think Shockness Monster deserves a lot more love. <laughs> Shockness Monster. He just happens to be partnered he with... He just gets on with it. He just, he just happens to be partnered with the player of the season elect. He doesn't do anything spectacular. He just does his job, like oh, you brilliant. like saying. Shockness Monster Football Genius. <laughs> that's that's the new chant <laughs> um, Jeff Wigan because we'll, we'll be here all night you've got to go yeah what um, are we saying I think I think we're going there full of confidence I think I know Wigan have had a few iffy results uh, of late but blasted Saturday yeah they're, they're I think they've got to put a performance in you'll get we'll see a reaction from Wigan but then that plays in our hands it, it does because they're going to have to come out if if they're you know, if they're sitting back and and we're wave after wave onto their onto their back four, um, I would say the, the the fans will get on their back, but all two of them and the pigeon, will, uh, <laughs> the uh, we'll, fan, yeah, will 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 we'll make any noise anyway. Um, so they've got to come out. They've got they, they they're going to come out. They're going to want a res- uh, performance. They're going to want a result. And that will play into our hands if they do come out again, a bit like Barnsley. We can exploit those areas behind. I, I, I'm confident Lane will get two or three opportunities. I'm sure Colby will get two or three opportunities. Um, and it, it's for me, it's just who's taken up that left wing slot. Are we going to go on there with the football intelligence of White, although he's lacking confidence? Or do we go with the raw pace and one-on-one raw one-on-one ability of Kamara to get at their fullback, get in those half spaces, try and create something, and then you bring White on when the, when the fullback's a bit tired, and hopefully that his football intelligence and his intelligent play that we know he is capable of kicks in. Um, but again, I think morale is 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 crucial for ticking it over. Look, the defense is a solid back four. Um, hopefully, touch wood, Olgavi is fit. Uh, and he would, for me, he would come back in if he is fit. But equally, if Sparks starts, I think whoever's on the wing defensively has to do more. Um, but that back four, even if it's Connor that comes back in, that back four allows the midfield to go and do and impact the games. It allows morale to influence the games. It allows us to go on the front foot because they know we've got a decent keep shot stopper keeper behind us. They, they know he can ping the ball out okay he has a ricket in him every now and again but that back four they go do you know what you're not getting past that keeper and our, our back four we're going to go out there we're going to dominate we're going to press we're going to get at you in the first 15 20 minutes 
And I think if it is nil-nil after 20 minutes, I think Wigan will start to get frustrated and their fans will turn. Fan. Um, fan, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, the, and the whip it. It's not an intimidating place to go, is but it's, it? It's not, it's not an it's, intimidating It's a bloody good place. team to play, yeah. but you don't get that fear factor. Um, and, I, and I just think they will turn. Um, and I, I can see a Pompey 2-0 win. Having said that, and there's a reason I say it's a bloody good team to play as a caveat, because... They've lost one at home, and it was against Barnsley, but that came with the that came with the the asterisk that they were down to ten men from the twentieth minute onwards. Hell of a long time to play with ten men. They've won every home game outside of that, so they are a good home team overall. And this is clearly still a good team for a very good team for this division. They're already on five points, and you have to remember they started on minus eight. They've had a strong start to the season a very strong start to the season if you factor in that players will naturally be affected when it comes to being paid to do their profession and Wigan obviously had a very rocky start with that this season so to have picked up what 13 actual points is a very very good start for Wigan so we won't detract from that as much as we take the piss out of their fan base it will not be an easy place to go purely because of who we're facing not where we're playing but it's been an iffy few days for them since I, I know people looked at that 7-1 victory in the EFL trophy but if you look in the league itself the indiscipline to allow yourself to go and get a straight red card at home to Barnsley you've got to be a bit mentally tougher than that and a bit more mentally stable than that to hang in those games against contenders so that's one thing that I'm not saying employ the dark arts against them, but certainly ask the questions of them, see if they crumble again at home. Then they've gone and lost, I think they lost 2-1 at Blackpool, and Blackpool like gone like five games without a goal at that point. Like Blackpool went on a really weird barren run without scoring, and then blasted at Bristol Rovers, 4-1 at the weekend. So they're losing to teams <coughs> that we've dispatched or we've got something against, and again, they're not infallible at home. They are good at home, but they're not infallible. I think we leave September without... I think we go into October still with zero in the loss column. I'm not as outrageously confident going into this one as I was going into Derby and Barnsley because of because of Wigan's team. And again, people just look at the table and see their 21st, but 13 points factoring in all the off-field issues. I think that's really impressive. If you go back to the lockdown season, people were looking at Hull being this this really weird team to start the season. And I said, like, well, actually, as soon as Hull sort out their ownership and their relationship with the players, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but there was a, there was a player they were basically in a contract dispute with and they wouldn't allow him to play until like January because it activated too many clauses in his contract. That kind of thing does have a, an effect on footballers because they are humans as well. They want to get paid to do their jobs just as we do. It got sorted around Christmas time and obviously, we beat Hull 2-0 away from home in December. A month later, they came down to Fratton Park and fucked us 4-0. Yeah. Because over that Christmas period, they sorted out the problems. And the players went, right, now we can actually focus on doing our jobs and only our jobs. And they walked out of the division. They walked out of the division. We can have the potential to do the same. They've already had a good start despite this nonsense. If all of that can somehow go away, leave them alone, and the players can just focus on football... We're going to be looking at a Wigan team that will fly up the table. So this will not be an easy one. I'm not as confident as I was at Derby and Barnsley, but I still think there's something there. I think we walk away with something Saturday. And it's almost a, 
I hate the time. It's a good time to play them, but again, they're they're still they're still quite close to the storm of what's going on at Wigan off the field. It's a good time to get this game out of the way. I Early think, prediction: one-one draw. And considering the month we've had, I that think that I think that's absolutely brilliant to walk out of this month with what three points against Posh, four Derby, seven. Barnsley, 10 Lincoln, 11 points out of this month. That would be an unbelievable return. And again, I personally believed in this at the start of the month because I told you all to believe in this team. But a lot of people after taking nine points from August would not have guessed at all 11 points from September. So if we walk out of Wigan with a point, oh, I think people will see this team differently heading into October. I'm see, not, not going to lie and you're going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually was going to say one all as well. I, I to be take, fair, I did see the look on your face when you said like, it. Oh, you yeah. bastard. So I'm, I'm actually going to believe you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, what are you saying? 2-0. Pompey. I hope you're right. Oh, what good. a day that will be. 2-0 Pompey. 2-0 Pompey. Yeah. That's one of those. Charlie White's one of those like Devante Carl, like Jeff was saying, like, uh, rather than worrying about position group, because again, I, I spoke about Barnsley's midfield, but when Jeff spoke about individual players, you think, bloody hell, we're, we're going to have a job dealing with him. <laughs> Charlie White is going to be a problem because and people think well, Charlie White what the fuck are we? look 2018-19 Regan season Paul at the end of the game is going to be 16 stone lighter after, <laughs> he, ta- after he takes Charlie White out of his back pocket but players like that can be a problem like people have their opinions on Ollie Hawkins but in the five times we played Sunderland in the 18-19 season Jack Ross spoke about Ollie Hawkins specifically in three of the five post-match press conferences so the Sunderland side that was basically our mortal nemesis for that season were fucking terrified of Hawkins these players can be a problem so yeah I think yeah Wyke individually is going to be a problem Saturday just like Devante Cole was for Barnsley Uh, yeah I mean well the Wyke story Jesus yeah Um, I mean yeah it was a crazy story thank fuck he's alright and somehow continuing with his career but that that is some scary stuff um, but yeah I, I do think we get something out of that. I hope you're right Jeff I'd love a win Two I mean oh, that'd be unbelievable but I'll, I'll, I'll happily walk away with the draw the month we've had has been incredible there you go uh, I said one all you're saying 2-0 two two nil. Nil, one all one all Brendan what are you going for I'm going to go 2-1 come from behind cheeky oh come on make it 8 <laughs> make it 8 <laughs> Aaron Aaron Two, two, two. Desmond. <laughs> right, okay. Oh yeah, Omar Rackets there, isn't he? Yeah. And I remember a young fellow Asgard on the uh, on the left wing being like a youth player for Wigan when they were last in League One. It's good to see that he's actually um, had a solid pathway through to their first team. There you go. That's Wigan. Uh, right, should we move on? Because I know Jeff's got to. We've got to wrap up early tonight. We've won nearly an hour, so that's not too bad. Uh, features, Jeff. In traditional uh, order terms, yeah. off you go. Um, so one at Barnsley. Brendan actually texted me about this, although he got the colour wrong. So the ba- Barnsley announcer said, "Here are Pompey coming out in their white shirts, cream shorts, and cream Ooh, socks." Cream shorts. But Brendan texted me. He said, "He said green." I said, "No, he said cream." That'd be nice, actually. A cream kit. Um, be nice, wouldn't it? Like yeah. a Madagascan vanilla. Yeah, not yeah. that I was thinking. Madagascan that. vanilla. <laughs> it's, it's have, you, have you taken up that thing I do when I describe the old Teal Thurkids as like Alaskan spring? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the first thing that came to my head. Madagascan vanilla. Um, Lincoln. 
our good friend Jake Smith. I've lost count. Full suit wanker. I've lost count. <laughs> the amount of times someone goes up to him and asks him a question. Yeah, but look, as though I'm, he's a club official. Because I've I've just so, told you why. So, to, so oh, two our bar staff, club shop. two bar staff went up to him, no. pointed pointed to the green wristbands they had on their wrists, and went, "Can you tell me where I need to go to this lounge?" No, Jake was and he went, and he went. <laughs> I don't know. I'm media and waved his media badge in front of this <laughs> Jake, front of these two women who just looked at him and went, "Yeah, whatever." Jake, mate, just Jake dressed for the occasion for the uh, Jimmy Dickinson <laughs> statue reveal. He he wore a full suit. Oh. Um, you know what Jake's like. He does it. He went when we went to Wembley. He he dressed up. Fair play to him. He did look smart. But yeah, that was oh, so the first asked, game of last he got season. Asked yet again. <laughs> um, next two involve me, and it's a combined one. Not only. Did I get hit with the ball after Nelson tried doing a keepy up and knocked half my pint <laughs> on the floor? Oh, Nelson! That was a great shot. Nelson got n- not uh, honourable mention for Boo. dinner. Of the oh, I know what you're going to say. And then the second time, I got hit with the ball again, and my sunglasses nearly fell off my head. I was like twice. The t- ball landed on my laptop twice. Oh, he should. So, so yes. it wasn't Reese. It was Reese. No, one of them was Reese. You didn't oh, see that one. I didn't see that one. Yeah. But another, yeah, another, another lad who I know plays for Hornet under eights was done two keepy uppies and then volleyed it, a bit like the John Smith advert. It hit the top of the gazebo, came down, and do you know when he's like, "Hello, darkness, my <laughs> Liam's face was just like, "I'm going to kill you," but you're only eight years old. <laughs> uh, if he was nine, <laughs> well, li- apparently, uh, well, it's not the first time that Liam's apparently advocated. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so Liam, he was like, "Yeah, that that cost me two grand." Um, so there's, there's, there's that oh, one. See, that wouldn't happen if you uh, mm. working out Bertardis, um, Liam. And then yeah. when, when we scored our <laughs> when we scored our second goal, it was brilliant. I looked, you know, Regan Paul scored the header. And it's through that malaise of, of players and the Lincoln fans obviously didn't know who scored the goal. And there was a there was a Lincoln fan in a in a dark grey top behind the goal in the Milton end. And it was like and uh score of Pompey's goal, second goal, number five, and he went, Oh <laughs> and you see the hands come up. Oh no. They went on his head and he went, Regan Paul and he was like, Oh for fuck's sake. It had to be him, didn't it? A phone, sense of inevitability. Phone, he's throwing his arms around, he's going ballistic in the away. Fair play to him for not, for not honestly, celebrating though. Honestly, if you got the full I follow um highlights and it shows you that clip from from the from the Lincoln end. It's hilarious. And then you just see his dad going, Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> He was absolute. It's oh. every former player. We know how it feels. We know yeah. how it feels. I, I was creased up, and the people go, "What are you laughing at?" I went, "That Lincoln fan down there. He's absolutely." Did you see when Gasson had me scored at Fratton Park for Burton? We were two 0 up anyway, so it, did, uh, it didn't matter. But when he scored, half, of course he. He never scored at Fratton Park for Pompey. Uh, no, you, have you got any more? Uh, yeah, there's one more. Go on. um, so somehow the Lincoln players. This is from our good friend Andy Swatton. Somehow they left a pair of boots beside the side of the pitch on the halfway line and no one claimed them. They were put down for a player to swap his boots because he's obviously saying that he's, he had the wrong studs on, but <coughs> totally failed to pick them up. Interesting. Did you see the cheeky little smile Rico Hackett had when they were singing We've Seen You Before? He, he had a little smirk on his face. That did make <laughs> me laugh. Uh, fair play to him for taking it. Do you know what? I was I was waiting for him to pop up and score at some point. When they scored, I'll be honest. I actually a few people said that was really. I was like, I don't think it was, um, but yeah, 
It was. Yeah, yeah he, that well, was, was the assist. I think yeah. Sparks wanted to bait him going in to outside and then Sparks would invert inside. Hacker just saw it all the way. Fair play to him. He, he just no, it was a bloody saw, good saw finish. right through Sparks and laid it off. And It was a cracking yeah. finish. Anyway, yeah, that was my uh, my contribution to third eye, apart from the laptop nearly being broken. Um, any others? Did you see anything? I, I have two third eyes. One from the Regan Paul goal, really, actually. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one from the Regan Paul goal. I think there are a certain number of Pompey fans who thought the goal had been disallowed because Regan Paul didn't celebrate. Oh, uh, okay. Because they were like, yeah! And stopped celebrating sort of it yeah, got weirdly he was on his quiet knees, wasn't he, for, for a, a few while. people. Uh, it's obviously because he didn't celebrate uh, against his former club. But I think there are a few Pompey fans who are looking at the linesman like, wait, what, what, what's going on here? He seemed to be up in the air forever, didn't oh, he? It, what, again, <laughs> that, that ball from Sparks had so much air underneath that the goalkeeper got so lost it. And Paul just had the simple task of nodding it down. Um, great way for Sparks to make up for it. Morel made up for it perfectly. It's a good way it was, to win. So, yeah, it's a good way to win, Jeff. I, oh, actually, on that note, fuck it, while we're here, uh, I believe from a reliable source, uh, Russell Martin, the uh, manager down the road, did a Kenny jacket the other day and described it as, that's football. <laughs> oh, that's what fun. a weekend, I, uh, boys. Now, not was that we not d- Cook? Cook no. said that's football. No, that was, that was Jacket. That was Jacket. That was Jacket. Was it? Uh, now, not that we'd yeah. ever feel sorry for that. Cook, all, down cook the road. always said, I'll never. <clears throat> <laughs> that's footy well he would say he would say that's football John yeah but I think, and then always I think say I'll never criticise my players that was one I think Jackie was that. more the type to do it after like a really admonishing defeat oh my god now, I'll never forgive him for that never well, Doncaster away fucking um, hell it's a good way to lose yeah well, yeah Northampton away as well yeah now not that we'd ever feel sorry for them down the road in the SO postcode <laughs> but if you're a travelling fan and you've travelled all the way to Sunderland and you've fucking shipped five <laughs> then you've lost 4-1 at home. Then you've uh, uh, lost to Ipswich. Then you've gone to Middlesbrough. Shush by Connor so you're Chaplin. basically within shouting distance of Sunderland again at Middlesbrough on... Was that a Tuesday or a Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. So you've gone back up there like six hours again to lose it. Oh, if it was any other team in the fucking world, I'd feel sorry for the travelling <laughs> fan. But because it's them, <laughs> shovel up your bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Chaplin, by the way, deserves... Oh, the shush. He did the David Nugent when Derby knocked him out in yeah. the FA Cup. I thought, that might, I thought that might have been your dub of the week. It's close. Yeah. It's close. Uh, nice segue. Dub and Dub din. of the week. Uh, Honourable mention to Connor Chaplin. Honourable mention to Joe Morrell. I generally thought contender again after his fourth record in 2023. Puts in his best week at Pompey. Like, undisputed. Uh, I wish you... Uh, anyone who watched the game either live at Barnes or on iFollow would have seen how... <laughs> Just involved in everything he was like he was on Saturday brilliant week for him um, but I'm, I'm I have to give it to Paddy Lane I what the hell happened after Derby because the confidence matched the ability like I said earlier and the guy changed games he created that penalty pretty much all by himself by skipping over two Barnsley players running another 30 yards laying the ball off and then the ball into the box. Bishop gets there just before the goalkeeper. It doesn't matter if the shot's going wide. He's still being clattered by the goalkeeper. I'm saying it's a pen if it's the other way. It, it, it's a pen. Uh, and then for the second goal, you've got so long to think about that. That must be such a pressure cooker scenario when you haven't scored this season and you've only scored one goal overall for Pompey. And you've obviously just got over the mental euphoria of going 1-0 up. You've somehow got to immediately calm down 
focus on your one-on-one situations even make it to and that finish is postage stamp is the brilliant way to put it brendan it is a brilliant brilliant finish oh yeah paddy lane gets double the it week aesthetically pleasing aesthetically pleasing uh pst for the jimmy dickinson statue nailed it nailed it it looks um, fantastic you know everyone involved in that uh absolutely superb you've even got the little like information yeah, benches it's, and it's, the bench yeah it's it's a great it, you, you know it's a great statue it's a great way to honor the man um and the second one is to max swatton being uh, obviously his hard work at the club all the content he provides he's been shortlisted for the football content awards so you know get on and there. he's got a cool dad yeah, Andy's a, <laughs> oh, big up Andy. Andy. Andy's we a love guy. He'll love this. He'll smiling. love that we mention him. <laughs> always smiling. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's truly deserved for Max from from where he started at the club. You know, as an apprenticeship or, or whatever it was internship, and then all the way up to where he is now. And the content he provides, it's like every week there's something new that he does. I know he get he he, he gets a lot of ideas from other outlets and and all that. But he, he has to put in hard graft and he's working on his laptop tirelessly on the way back from home uh, away games and, oh. and everything <laughs> well, else. Actually, yeah. I actually, like, um, I, I know Max as a friend and Max does not work nine to five. No. I'm telling all of you, right, I mean, he works weekends anyway because he works Pompey. But even during the week, that man does not work nine to five. Uh, he'll be in the group chat, like, it'll be like 10 past 10. It's like, ah. Oh. Oh, it's nice to put my feet up, lads. Yeah, yes. Yeah, to a, honor his, um, like, it, that man works. So reward hard. is good, hard work. Me and his dad have actually set up a little surprise for him, which I'm going to reveal now. Uh, Max is uh, going to go along to Mini Ravers with his dad because you can take your kids' club and be obviously a shameless <laughs> club. So uh, Max is going to go along with Andy um, for a fun day out. <laughs> I keep telling you, back in the day, that was called Joanna's. Um, I think Max will love it. Uh, Andy will love it. He, he's Andy going. Will love it, yeah. He's going. So but by the no, way, if you've got kids, come along. Ma- Max does an insane amount of work for the club, and again, it's not nine to five hours. It, it's it's so much. And again, he he does all the the updates. He rushes down to the touchline for full time films the post-match stuff edits it does the interviews he actually like that guy does so much fucking he's, work he's been really helpful to me uh, over the weekend because I've, I've just obviously you can boys you can see i've been playing around my camera tonight gonna do some content so people can see what goes on behind the scenes but max has given me a couple of tips and stuff to use the camera properly and he even did a bit of a demonstration walking down you know the walkway behind the fratting end for me you know like pretending that you couldn't see the camera he was doing all that for me so cheers to that max he was good at doing the old strike you know when they uh, they don't they pay they pretend you're not there but they are you know, yeah he was, he was helping me out there cheers max right. he's, good uh, he's a good lad he's a good, good lad um yes however uh just on the theme of uh max being up for the awards i think we've got two other uh pompey nominations so we've got cassini yang is an actual like football content creator footballer um because i know he's I don't follow much of this stuff, but I think he's very active on Instagram, TikTok. I think, or TikTok. And then we've got Hancock Analysis, which I think is under, is it Best Newcomer? Uh, best no. Young Content. Best Young Content. Uh, so good luck to all of them. Obviously, there, there, there's an absolute, like, about us? there isn't, uh, uh, who, get, who cares about us, you know? Well, I mean, we've got to listen to Aaron. Aaron listens every week. Anyone else? Aaron, <laughs> Aaron only made 10,000 fake accounts. <laughs> We yeah. needed 10,001. Oh, there okay. was Aaron, 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 Oren. Uh, <laughs> Aragon. <laughs> Darren, Baron, Marin, Aaron, Aaron. with two A's. Uh, so good luck to all of them because it's it's quite a big thing to be nominated because there's, we, there's an ocean of football content out there. Like every football club out of the 92 has probably got like f- 
God knows how many different fan outlet media accounts. So for uh, for Cassini to be nominated, Max to be nominated, Jack to be nominated. Good luck to them all, uh, and enjoy. I think it's in Liverpool. Yeah, uh, enjoy it and and. Yeah, you, thanks you, for the fucking invite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Oh, you don't know, Lee. We might get Trammer in the second round of the FA Cup. We'll just sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well done to all of them. And good luck, indeed. Din. We did Din. Did we, we did. Yeah, we did. We did, we did, we did dub. Yeah. Din of the week. So we are a football podcast that centers its discussion around a third tier English football club. So naturally, din of the week will go to pigeons. Yes, the avian, <laughs> the avian types that eat stale bread, wall about in the rones and, you know, scare your nap. Now, this is interesting because I was talking about pigeons on the radio the other day. What is your reasoning for that? Educational standards within the pigeon community have actually <laughs> collapsed within the past 10 to 15 years. You never see a baby one, though, do you? You never see a baby mm. pigeon. Maybe they're just grown it for... They, they come out of the womb with mortgages. Never. Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, back in the day, back in the day with Gobbled and Nipper, during the war... <laughs> anyway, back in the noughties, pigeons used to have a healthy fear of death. Oh, they, my God. They, I they literally would have, was talking about this last week. They would see this big, angry, metallic, shiny thing and charging headlong at them and go, do you know what, Chief? Don't fancy my odds. I'm getting out of the way. They don't fucking care anymore. I, know. I don't know what mental trauma <laughs> pigeons go through. What has happened? But they've clearly had enough. I like my car, but pigeons now see my car and go, oh, fucking, I hope I die. 5G. Mate, five. I promise you. <laughs> I promise Magnetic you. Magnetic fields oh, are playing. We're joined by Matt Right, I promise you, I literally had this rant on the radio last week. I said, why they're not moving out the way for me when I'm driving? They just stand oh, there. They don't care and anymore, you have Liam. to do an emergency they, break. They, they, used, they don't understand English. No, but they used to. <laughs> they used to get out they of the used way. To, they used to go near. They're like, fuck off. No way. No, right. they're just like... And this, this nah. is another one, right? Tended to Father Ted, then. So this, <laughs> this, this was... Did one, you hit one? I didn't hit one, but... Boy, I'd hit one. Am I having to hit, put the brakes on now? I do not oh, want my, bits yeah, of pigeon in my what, wheel Seriously, there must be a reason for this. What is happening? You are not the only one that's realised this. Because I've had multiple incidents in the past few weeks. I'm like, fucking move. You're going to notice this now, Jeff. But the one the other day that made me think this has to go in now as a feature. I'm driving down. There's a pigeon in the road. And he looks at me. and I was like, aha, the fight, the, the, uh, the fight or flight's kicked in. Brilliant. This is a pigeon who actually is a bit streetwise. He takes another look at me. And he, he turns. I was like, fucking fine. I've got a pigeon that's going out of the way. But he runs out the way. You're a pigeon. Fucking fly out the way. <laughs> he runs out the way. You're a pigeon. You fight or you flight. It's not fight or run. Why? Oh, my God. Do you know Get- why? <laughs> Matt Letizia's remote control pigeon wasn't working. <laughs> like, Get out the, the way, pi- man. The drone pigeon couldn't take a off. Mate, you know what? So ran many, out the way. So many people are going to relate to this because I have oh. noticed it. It's over the last couple Fuck. of years. They just have no fear at they the moment. Run out they run jet fuel for the they drone. They don't care anymore. They, they want remember, the like, sweet release of an death. An example... Ten years ago, you go down the fountain down 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 old um, commercial road. road. You go near them, and they all fuck off. Now they're just like, nah, let's have it. Oh, Come on. Shit. But the drop, yeah, yes. in the road, I've no, I've oh. always, hit, I've had to emergency stops for the last couple of weeks. I've nearly hit them. You, you know whereabouts I am, Liam? The pigeons around that area, fucking. Dark. Oh, I know. Like pterodactyls. <laughs> no, that's the lo- that's, that's the locals. No, 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 no. <laughs> My brother's a bus driver for first. Not anymore. He used to be. Other and, bus, um, so, bus other bus companies are available. It, yeah. so, um, <laughs> it, was, it was in Fairham. And you know where Ask is? The, oh, yeah, yeah. Old, well, yeah. it's not there anymore. But yeah, driving along there in his bus, and a pigeon comes straight for the driver in, his, in the window where he was, <laughs> and it ducked and went under his wheel. <laughs> I mean, puff of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> not the 
you know what? I've just I've just had a flashback. I was in my office today. Yes, I have an office. Who so look at me? I'm posh. A bird flew. A pigeon flew into a window today. What is going on? I, I just, think this, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. It's your beard. If anybody you else, know, <laughs> if anybody else has had an experience with pigeons recently, please tell us. Because I've been intrigued. When I was today. preparing the feature for this week, is that how the fuck am I going to talk about pigeons? So hold on, on, pigeons are doing the this, week. Yeah. On the yeah. <laughs> how am I going to talk about uh, little avian things endemic to the UK? They might be elsewhere. Um, they actually they are actually elsewhere. I don't know why the fuck I said that. How am I going to talk <laughs> about pigeons? on a fucking football podcast and not sound like a crazy person. But every person in this room apparently now knows what I'm on about. So I feel mm. much more secure in myself. I, I genuinely am gossiping that you were talking about this. I had no reason to talk about it on air. It was a bit oh, of content. It's doing me in, Liam. And it was, it was pissing me off. But it's specifically the Pompey. Yeah. But it, pigeons in Barnsley is. weren't giving me grief. What is... is they pigeons, so- they're pets in Barnsley. Well, <laughs> I reckon, my theory is the council have got them all, all, all linked up with like cameras oh, and they're like, they're undercover yeah. or something. There's some, got to be something. Free to after 16 minutes, I've got to pet me pigeon. He's in the size of seagulls in Brighton. Don't get me started on them. Ridiculous. Let's not discriminate their fan base, please. Some of the seagulls even sit on the football shirt. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're very well trained. Brilliant. That's right, anyway, that's, so top is Paddy Lane. Paddy Lane and is pigeons. pigeons. There you go. I, I can't even... I can't even... Your feature, Liam. Um, I have gone for something really corny this week. Um, we haven't and, talked about music videos yet. No, okay, let's talk about chess music video first before we do this. Now, let me tell my... I'll tell you the song I'm going for. So I'm going for Imagine Dragons and Top of the World, obviously. Not Stop the Pigeon. No, <laughs> no, because I didn't know about it until then. So uh, we're going to end on a bit of Imagine Dragons, Top of the World. Nice. Um, yes, Jeff uh, told us a funny story, but we have, we have to wrap up. Funny. It was hilarious. Okay, the, your, music, your in three music videos is not a funny two. story. All right, two. Jeff is It'll in actual music videos that you would have probably seen on the TV. Which ones are you in, Jeff? Tell I was, us. I was a lot slimmer then because I was only 17. Uh, there's one Nelly Furtado video. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh. that video where she's texting someone I'm using like Microsoft bird. Excel? <laughs> <laughs> He's also in Eric Prid's Call on Me. Carry on, Jeff. About 34, 36 seconds in Rosala, everybody's free. When I was in basic training in, in Woolwich, we, had to, we got given a weekend off. So we went down to Leicester Square and we had to be back by 12. But they were filming Rosala's music video. So about 30 six seconds in I'm about two or three rows back absolutely drunk smashed out my head thinking shit I've got to get the number 12 bus back or whatever it was back to <laughs> Woolwich Stocks to get back to Barrett's it's in the video waving like, down yeah. the bus <laughs> driver I, I remember that night because Alison Limerick was on before her where love is and then um, there's the and Spencer Green was in, in, in this video in, in Belfast when uh, the Cranberries uh, Zombie oh, what was, a, what was, a band was like, great Great tune, and uh, yeah, I think Spencer was driving the vehicles for uh, 40 Commando and, and all that, and I was out with 40 Commando at the time. So you're so. in that one as well? Kind of. The Cranberries, yeah. And I also disclosed that I'm in a music video unintentionally. Shall I tell the story again? Go, uh, go on, yeah, go on. So yeah. I, I do a little bit. you're a road man. Put a cap yeah. in your ass. <laughs> I've just been watching Top Boy. Um, I was, once upon a time, um, I did a lot of, you know, like hiring out, you know, equipment and stuff. And I hired out a microphone to a, um, to a, a, a grime artist. Yeah, I still am a DJ. Um, I, I hired out a microphone for a grime artist who was appearing at a nightclub. And I went to get my microphone back at the end of the night and they said... He's outside with it in his Lamborghini. So off I went out there. Um, and they were calling a music video. He sat on the back of this Lambo 
And I'm like, can I have my microphone, please? You know, innocent. I just wanted to get home. And his mate was like, no, no, get in the video, get in the video. So I've gone, I've gone with the rest of the people, put my hood up on my coat, and I was doing all these gestures. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, so I was probably offending someone somewhere. Oh, do you know what? And I am actually. In, if you, if you anyone is, knows, if anyone knows where, gigs, I mean, in one of his is music where videos, it was all born because he was behind the Lamborghini doing gun signs, going yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, That's where it all came good. from, Liam. Dickhead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you if I, I try and f- I can't remember what the song is, but it's a gig song. And if you look for one in a Lamborghini, you'll see me, um, a typical Pompey local, with a hood up and making gestures oh, with my Liam, hands. Liam made out the gang was. I, I looked so awkward as well, but they kept it in. They were like, they were like, who's this Turkish <laughs> bloke? <laughs> oh, don't. That's another thing. Just out any other business. I've had two people in this month ask me if I'm Turkish. Is- <laughs> Joe, when I done my basic, this, this is another true dick. When I done my basic training in '91, it was when the Iraq, first Iraq War was on, and every morning at six o'clock, I had to stand outside the barrack block and shout "Hak Balihar Bombardier" because they dubbed me an Iraqi prisoner of war who's defected because I looked Iraqi. <laughs> Jeff, you do come out with some stories, That's don't like you? like sitting in the home end at Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pretend you're not, you know, an away fan. <laughs> I was like, apparently it's character, apparently it's character building. Any I, know, I know plenty of people have done that. They've had to sit in the home end and pretend they're not an away fan. Like, <laughs> you did at Oxford. Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a mate who's a Leeds fan. He's going to the scum game this weekend. Uh, in the home end, so it's like, like Scum is shipping loads of goals right now. How are you, like, A, have you practiced your southern voice? And B, what are you going to do when the fourth Leeds goal rolls in? Like, oh, fuck it, hell. <laughs> just talk like, <laughs> like the worst southern sitting accent. In, like sitting like in a Southampton van, just talk like a farmer and you'll be all yeah. right. Yeah. Right, so any other business? Watch that pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, welcome to One Foot in the Grave. Uh, last of... <laughs> last of the summer wine has uh, come back. <laughs> Any other business before we get uh, taken off air again? Business. Um, <laughs> believe. When it, we're getting some from, from Wigan, believe. Yeah? Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Any, anything from the road, man? Um, but up. Tune the silent. Oh, you want? Are you on the? Are you on the? Uh, but, uh, I have something oh, to say. There you are. There's, a, there's yours. Yeah, come now. Yeah. There you go. Right, lads. Pleasure right, as why always. Why can I not shout down the mic? But he can put his phone because I can hear how loud it is, and I'm not going to deafen our listeners. Oh. Uh, right, Ryan. Thank you, mate. Pleasure shit. as always. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, update, please. Uh, Sixty-two pounds. Wow. So two pounds from last week. Not bad, mate. That's a lot. That's a lot as well. Well done. Keep it up, Jeff. Thank you, mate. Always a pleasure. Nice to see you awake this week. Yeah, you were knackered that day. Yeah, you you? I was you knackered go. last week. Oh, fuck's sake! I, got, I, I, I just want to mention a big week of football. Little man's got his first trial at Bournemouth this Thursday. Well, so, good luck, little man. Well. Good luck. Um, yeah, I, I saw him actually kick a ball, you know, in, in person at the at the fan zone the other day. Yeah, he's got a great one. Is it left foot, left foot yeah, yeah, left foot. Yeah, left foot. Great shot. Yeah, um, yeah right thank on the you. Postage stamp your laptop. <coughs> yeah, no, that was that was Jeff's son. Other son. Um, <laughs> Who joins the REF on Monday? Oh, oh what a well week for the Jeff family. Oh, no. There you go, the Jeff family. 
the Harris family. The Jeff family. The Jeff family. Uh, Brendan, thank you, mate. Uh, as ever, good to see you. And Aaron, thank you for the beers. Much appreciated. Our super fan, Aaron, who also, by the way, honourable mention, brought us a nice gift back from his uh, oh, holiday in Spain. It's on my fridge. It's on my, my fridge. No, mine is as well. I don't have anything on my fridge apart from uh, my fridge magnet from Aaron. Thank you very much, mate. Much appreciated. Um, not too sure on the picture you put on the bridge magnet of you though uh, no I'm joking uh, that, that one <laughs> it's one of those ones you, you tip it upside down and Aaron yeah, becomes Aaron, naked Aaron yeah Aaron, <laughs> Aaron actually bought me a mug to have my tea and as soon as it, it gets hot it sort of disappears and then uh, yeah, paint me like one of your Stamshaw girls <laughs> <laughs> right what's happened what's happened tonight right I'm off to feed some pigeons thanks for listening to Three Dads in the pub take it in but don't look down I'm on top of the world, eh? I'm on top of the world, eh? Waiting on this for a while now. Pay my dues to the dirt. I've been waiting to smile, eh? But holding it in for a while, eh? Taking with me if I can. Been dreaming of this since a child. I'm on top of the world. That's one five-step for man. One time to see for mankind. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.